Hello, 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 guys! Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. How are you guys doing? Um, welcome to a fascinating discussion, and together uh, uh, with me is our returning champion, uh, analyst, co-host of the India Rising Podcast, uh, political commentator, and mere jaisa cephalogist as well because we love d- dabbling in numbers. Not officially sanctioned cephalogist. Hum, we compare results, are each other's results, and then give each other shit when we either of us. discussion the first part is going to be the gujarat legislative assembly because they've announced it we'll talk a little bit about himachal as well but primarily the focus will be on gujarat himachal we'll talk about in a later episode um and uh, the the disc- and then the second part will be the midterm elections that are happening in united states in 4 days i think 5 days 5 days from yeah. from today or whenever you guys listen to it basically it's on tuesday november the 8th and uh, mr joe biden is facing quite a crazy challenge uh, uh from the republican party so we'll talk a little bit about that um without further ado mohal welcome to mind podcast thanks adit for inviting me again absolutely so let's let's keep keep going let's get going on this right uh, what a what a wild time to be be around with gujarat mm-hmm. uh, you know gujarat elections are always the kick start to the national campaign because you know it's it's placed strategically at halfway halfway point of the uh, uh, a little I more mean, than halfway more, point more than halfway like basically more, we are like the last 18 months before yeah the, the last stage sorry yeah what i meant was so one and a half years to go so typically national maneuvering start after that if you remember 2000 Seven before the results were announced, Mr. Advani was announced as the face of the then NDA because it was widely anticipated that Mr. Modi will, you know, win and be the next face of NDA, which you know turned out to be true. 2012, uh, I remember after Gujarat elections were won, uh, Narendra Modi gave his speech in Hindi and yeah, not in English. Yeah, exactly. And, lot of people and, miss that that it was like I know uh, like lot of people miss that it was a speech in Hindi and everybody. It was a speech that. in Hindi, absolutely. And then then he said um, uh, uh, people were like, "Tamil Delhi kya re jawana?" And then he responded, "Un kalle bad use mare Delhi jin paachwaigi," so something <laughs> like that, which means I'll go to Delhi for a day or two and come back. Uh, pardon for the slight Gujarati uh, shift there, but. but let me let me share my screen and kind of just show a little bit about uh, what what to expect in um, in the gujarat elections because it's 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 a pretty wild sort of uh, situation right now right and i'm i'm opening up the wikipedia page because it's just easier to show uh, i don't <laughs> you know bhupendra patel mr bhupendra patel is listed as the B- bjp leader because obviously he's the incumbent chief minister but are you going to see him as the chief minister from 2022 to 2027 i'm not so sure if the bjp wins which that's what it looks likely but before we get into that what do you think about you know the situations what do you think about aap and what do you think about uh, what to do just to recap first uh, the last time bjp won last 99 seats and the congress mm-hmm. won 77 seats this is the closest the congress has ever gotten and yet there was an 8% 
vote share gap between or seven and a half percent between the BJP and the Congress. What a lot of people forget is yes, the Congress vote share went up two and a half percent, but the BJP vote share also went up one percent. And the reason for this gap is primarily three reasons and three reasons alone, uh, which is called uh, Ahmedabad, Vadodara and Surat. <laughs> because the cities, you know, you add Rajkot, Jamnagar, Bhavnagar, but you see these three, basically, this is the um, cluster of Ahmedabad seats, Baroda, and then you have the Surat seats right here. And basically, that's what, where BJP gets almost 30 out of like 40 odd seats or something, or maybe even more. Uh, because Ahmedabad and Gandhinagar alone is about 21 seats and BJP would get like 15 or 16 out of those every time. So it's, it's a fascinating thing. So what is your perspective on this, Mohal? I think if you remember, like we had talked about uh, Gujarat, like uh, I think over a year ago in September 2021, when Bhupendra V. Patel was announced as the chief minister. And back then I had said like that, I would say like AAP would make some kind of a dent in the Congress vote share. And I think since uh, even through May of this year, I tweeted that I believe like AAP will hit double digits, like low double digits, like 10%. Now, primarily, this is going to come at the expense of Congress. I mean, we had the others, which was like, I mean, if you add the last time's percentages of 49 and 42, I'm just rounding that up. So you still have like the others at like probably, I guess, uh, like 8 percentage. So I guess it will, they will be cannibalizing the, the others vote. I mean, we have the NCPs and the bar, the BTPs, right? I mean, those parties like... Which BT, BTP is in alliance with Amadmi Party this time, right? So that's why mm -hmm. I keep saying that Amadmi Party is almost guaranteed two seats or maybe more than two in that area because the alliance is guaranteed because BTP won two seats on their own last time. So, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> Chotubai Vasawa and his son, I think, will typically yeah, win those yeah, yeah. seats. So, the, the, I mean, the AAP, let's say the AAP alliance, I mean for all practical purposes like i think they should win like 10 percent i mean bjp should do better than last time as i'd said even back in september i think not much has changed i mean like but if you look at the recent polling like app has been hitting like really like 15 and 20 percent which i kind of like uh is kind of like shocking to me like how they would hit this high because i mean they have to hit a huge substantial they have to make i mean if they're hitting like that high of a percentage they need to hit like maybe 30-40% in certain seats, right? To have that kind of a high percentage. Uh, but what in, in fact it will does in terms of seat share, because uh, I think around last time, I think when I wrote an article, like uh, around like 50 seats were won with less than uh, like 5,000 votes or 5% margin, I forget which was it. But I yeah. think that will ensure that, and then vast majority of the seats, like maybe three-fourths of them were gone to the Congress. So if Congress is winning by slender margins, AAP is going to kill their chances in those 30, 40 seats easily. Yeah. So, I mean, and this is what I want to kind of talk to our folks about, you know, what what the the craziest scenarios that are possible, right? Like, well, let's let's look at one of, one of the examples that I was going to give. Uh, one is Rajkot Rural, right? Now, Rajkot Rural is one of the seats where uh, uh, in 2012, BJP won. And then Lakhabai Sagatia, who won on a Congress ticket, was given a BJP ticket in 2017 and he won by barely, you know, 3,000 votes against Vashram Bhai Sagatia. So you would think that where would Vashram Bhai Sagatia goes? Well, Ahmadmi Party has given him a ticket this time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So now these are people who are who represent a solid 10, 15 percent uh, uh, vote share. Right. And so the, here you have Ahmadmi Party giving uh, their seats to like they've declared 
quite a bit of people no I mean, and many now, of I, them are many of them are ex bjp or ex uh, congress congress people. exactly so that's what i'm saying so i would not trust uh, the winability of i would say about 90% of them but even if 5 or 10% of them are you know are about to you know cause any damage or something that is what you know that is what we have to see now like uh, let me give an example like it it won't matter if aam aadmi party declares candidates for ellis bridge pura you know ellis bridge is my constituency uh, you and mine uh, yeah yeah our constituency and i can i can assure you uh, uh, no non bjp uh, uh, yeah, yeah. candidate if, if bjp is losing ellis bridge i think we don't need to do anything yeah. bjp election harne wali hai pura puri yes exactly i, I mean I, i have this lovely story about ellis bridge where uh, i was looking at uh, safest uh, do you think it is the safest uh, bjp city in all of gujarat probably yes what are uh, yes. the top top five? yeah congress has not <laughs> won that seat since 1975 <laughs> the last time congress won the seat they imposed the emergency after two years after that and or sorry they, no, they no, same took same out the emergency uh, same same year they ah. got, i'm saying after that there was a, uh, a babubai vasanwala uh, a well known person there moved to the janta party and then since then you know it was harin pandya's old seat and you know rakesh bhai shah is now the my my border, and the funniest thing is if you look at historic results in 1995 Uh, uh congress had 25000 votes and bjp had 77000 votes in elizabridge in 2017 congress is 31000 votes bjp is 120000 votes <laughs> so B- bjp has d- doubled their winning margin and congress has only gone up 6000 votes so i mean it's it's that it's that crazy right uh, but so there are seats like this where bjp has a majority of 50% like 40% 50% like ghatlodia and so wahan pe even if aam aadmi party will put up a candidate it may even take some of the bjp votes because there are no congress votes there to take from but bjp is still going to win so they are seriously they, if you look at it there are about 10 12 seats maybe 15 seats that we are going to look where there will be a proper triangular contest what is interesting is that there are about 20 other seats where aam aadmi party is the wild card because they might get 10% of the vote now we mohal you and i know that 10% will come just from the congress right uh, typically 10 to 12% but from what i've seen and you know I've, i've talked to people on the ground i've seen some surveys as well it seems like the minute they cross 12% of the vote share the votes start coming from the bjp and that's the crucial right will they go cross from 10 12 to 20 because then the bjp is coming down from 45 to like 40% 38% and then it gets very creative no i so, think bjp should not go below 45 i think i mean I agree 49 with you. yeah like maybe like low 40s worst case congress mm-hmm. is the is a real risk right i mean because let's say they were at 40 and 40 so we can easily project them below 40 let's say they are in the mid 30s like the 38 <laughs> 35% the problem is once they start going down a lot it mm. means that they are going to lose tremendous amount of seats I and mean, that's why even like like in last september's podcast i kept saying bjp will do better than 2017 no doubt because i mean even if you look at the local body elections which are always a barometer of how it does i think in 2018 where rajasthan mp and chatisgarh uh, bjp and even the gujarat 2017 mm. the preceding year usually like local body elections happen i think that's a very good barometer and that time bjp didn't do well in madhya pradesh rajasthan and mm-hmm. gujarat so that was a warning sign this time 
what has happened is that um, uh bjp did very well in the local body elections last year and there was like right out of the delta wave so people's anger mm. was quite a bit even against the government but the other interesting thing is that even in places like gandhinagar i mean if you know gandhinagar like bjp usually never wins there because of all the mm. sarkari karmachari and like they are always like not happy with the government but uh but if you look at uh in there like bjp mm. won for the first time and people are surprised oh like bjp is winning in gandhinagar which is like kind of mm. unheard of and ap mm. I think in Surat, I think it was Gandhi Nagar. They won like seventeen percent of the vote share. It was like staggering Surat. amount for a. Surat. App. It was in Surat. No, I think even in Gandhi Nagar they got seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Like yeah, yeah, you're right. Surat was like in the twenties. Like it was. It yeah, was, yeah. Uh, Because I think all the past. Yeah, they uh, won twenty-seven seats. Sorry, they won twenty-seven seats and Congress won zero in uh, in Surat. Surat. Because all the past leaders had like switched from uh, Congress to Abhi. Even in Gandhi Nagar. when i saw it i had to like uh, i was i mean i woke up in the morning i said like ah, am i am i reading this right i mean app is getting 17% so at that time i think it started so so here, here is the here mm-hmm. is the aam aadmi party results from 2021 they got 7% mm-hmm. in ahmedabad 6 8 which is a huge amount by the way yeah, percent yeah. in because ahmedabad has i mean the biggest city yeah. in yeah, gujarat yeah. right 8 million mm-hmm. people in the greater metro area mm-hmm. so um, uh, uh, so i include gandhinagar also but gandhinagar 21% uh, rajkot 17 and a half percent bhavnagar 8% and surat close to 28 and a half percent so that's so interesting these are like some serious numbers right i mean this is they might not win any seats because the bjp leads as you explained very well is there but i think aap is making a and that was a sort of i mean i wouldn't say like a wake up call for me but i realized mm-hmm. that aap is making serious inroads and even when i went to ahmedabad this year i saw that like lot of uh, like rickshaws at aap posters there were aap uh, like lot of the i mean if you look at the csds survey Like mm-hmm. the recent uh, with uh, I forget like Sanjay Kumar or I forget like who's the yeah yeah Sanjay Kumar correct yeah correct. so he said like lot the the lower income class like one fourth of the people were supporting app so they their main support was like uh, app support was more from the lower income bracket but as you go in the higher income percentiles it goes more pro BJP so I think app has a base I mean many BJP supporters might not agree with it like they say oh app can never win ten percent and stuff but I think they might win ten percent and shock a lot of people yeah seats it might not convert this time around unless maybe unless Congress implodes completely then they might get seats you know but maybe so that's a, you you give me a great segue let's talk about the Congress mm-hmm. because where is the Congress Congress now and that's what i again i told this uh, in 2017 congress is in bharat jodo yatra right so they can never to be see uh which does not pass through gujarat apparently yeah, like, like that is a, i mean if you are creating so much uh, buzz about the party if you yeah. have to show that bjp is not a good we are a good alternative to bjp why don't you pass the rally through the election bound states of himachal and gujarat yeah and 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 it is it is unbelievable like if you if you look at if you look at their maps it's it's kind of strange like it it rahul gandhi has ensured or maybe that is his gift to the gujarat congress ki main aaunga hi nahi congress mein <laughs> but at least last time he did the temple run and like at least they they gave serious care to bjp right when was that like what what year 2017 was that? 2017 like that was like when uh, like uh, he was declaring himself as janavdari brahmin right Rahul Gandhi 
But yeah, so I, I I thought it was before the election year or something like that. No, but, it was but even you may, before the Gujarat election of 2017. Before the Gujarat, okay, got mm-hmm. it. So no, because the the yatra goes from like uh, uh, he he stayed in Kerala for a long time, then stayed in Karnataka for a long time, then you know went from uh, went in from Andhra Telangana to Madhya Pradesh via Maharashtra, but just made sure he stays as far away from Gujarat as humanly possible. Uh, <laughs> so bharat jodo yatra matlab it's it's unbelievable like uski oh, and now it so it, it it's it's it like, and if you look at the map like it is so funny that it actually just like i'm going to let, let me just share this map this is like i think someone was joking funny. on twitter that like he just spends two days in the most populous state of india uttar pradesh and he spends like 15 days in kerala or something to that effect yeah because i mean he just he basically he wants to preach to the, preach to the choir you know so uh-huh. he is yeah. like kaha kaha mere supporters zyada i'll just go there and then make sure like like he's right here in uttar pradesh barely going gujarat to matlab for rahul ji doesn't even he goes for three stops in there and look uttarakhand and himachal he's making sure he stays as far away as possible there i mean himachal is good so i don't understand and, and anyone who tells me that this is uh, non political is rubbish it is political and it's okay it you are in an election politicians will do politics but if you run away from where a fight is happening you know then you know that tells you nothing like I, would people really blame gujaratis for understanding the uh, for making the conclusion that congress never takes them seriously you know that because they just seem to be as far away from the fight as possible and their ex leader who was supposed to lead them got embroiled in, 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 in a scandal a few months ago and so he is nowhere to be seen um typically usually it's the four sons of ex ministers and cms that would just the presidency would just rotate between yeah, solanki siddharth patel um you have uh, once upon a time shankar ji wagela Shankar Singh Aghale, so he was the X factor, right? But there was Tushar Chaudhary, Amar Singh Ch- Amar Singh Chaudhary's son, and then you know you had so, yeah, yeah, so old leaders, Arjun Modhwadiya and stuff like that. It was just basically just rotated between them, and no fresh face. One Paresh Dhanani was who in 2017 gave a serious fright to the BJP. I, he's he's probably only going to be in his restricted to the Amreli district. So that's that's what it is. But so tell me a little more about. So is the B and there has to be some credit given to the bjp that after 28 years of anti incumbency 28 years you know it's unbelievable that that you know we are talking about like what a big margin this will be and up and whatever it may be ultimately congress has been a horrendously ineffectual opposition and last election the gujaratis actually came very close to actually giving like you know uh, congress ko bol diya ki they still kept them at bay aur bjp ko thoda dara bhi diya Okay, we want a little bit more, you know. F- and faces were replaced, changes were made. So I think Mr. Modi did listen to the Gujaratis, but uh, <laughs> Congress didn't, and <laughs> they are languishing at twenty twenty five percent probably. I think in five years, if they go at the same pace, I mean, you could have like a situation like, like in Punjab where the AAP is a primary opposition to the BJP. I mean, you could just have it completely replaced. I mean, let's say if. I mean, AAP might be the bigger party opposing BJP in like five hmm. years from today, versus Congress might be finished. You know, at the rate Absolutely. they are going. 
but but this I, I one thing i want to go and we'll wrap up our gujarat discussion in 5 10 minutes or so uh, so gujarat is an interesting state because you will vote in two phases right so the last time there were i think it was saurashtra voted in uh, first phase or something and you know you had the kutch saurashtra region and so forth they haven't announced how the phases will be split this time right so it was basically south and uh, south and uh, west gujarat uh, voted together and then north and east gujarat voted north central and east mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and and it's always i always say that uh, oh just don't think that south and central uh, south saurashtra especially and kutch represent a huge geographic area of gujarat so it seems like that's a lot of seats and stuff it is significant in terms of seats but the north and central especially ahmedabad baroda that has probably at least uh, 20% of the seats that mm-hmm. go to polls mm-hmm. anyways in that mm-hmm. area so um you're looking at like you're looking at a even split in terms of that so do, how do you think bjp's campaign would be right because north and central you would uh, admit that it's probably bjp's gud and south and central is where south central and west is where they are i mean saurashtra is what they gave them the the big big fright last year because i mean sorry last time i mean hmm. i think congress won like low 30s and uh, bjp won like 25 and like the congress won 32 seats so i think if they can make up those margins again uh, mm-hmm. they should be on a good ground because other regions they did pretty well it was just the saurashtra really screwed them over yeah so and 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 i <laughs> so i said this um in feb when i came from india i traveled uh, especially in gujarat in 2017 i said bjp is probably going to be between 95 and 100 uh, 95 and 105 and got viciously trolled and then i was looking at the exit poll numbers and stuff right some of them gave 140 to 150 a couple of them actually gave in their opinion polls they gave 95 to 100 and then in their exit polls they gave 120 110 115 110 1 and everybody could claim victory right because sab kya karte hain they look at the leads oh and claim victory and not wait for the results to come but here is where it gets very interesting with an with aam aadmi party getting like you know typically gujarat has 90% vote gujarat actually votes like like an american presidential election where mm-hmm. 90% of the vote is essentially split between the two parties right so now if 10% of it goes to the aam aadmi party and bjp maintains its vote share or only loses 2 or 3% are we looking at the biggest margin that bjp has ever gotten in gujarat in terms of seats since 2002 or maybe even before 2002 no i mean i don't think they will go that high i mean uh, i think what was the apex when uh, mr modi was the chief minister like 122ish right 127 in 2002 elections yeah so they could go up to that mark if i mean ab- absolutely destroys the bjp vote share because i mean i mean the thing is bjp with even like i think 40 45% mm. can achieve mm. that i think mm-hmm. uh, as i said like those 50 odd seats that get uh, like less than 5% margin if like yeah. up, uh, just tears into them i mean congress could lose easily 36 and like see they are at 99 right so if you mm-hmm. add like even like a 25 seats then uh, the job is all done yeah and that, that that was a very crucial election because the difference between bjp and congress in 1998 was about i mean it was about 10% but bjp was stopping at about 44 
okay so 44 45% so bjp would get about 117 and so forth 100 and it was their fix 19 to 20 lok sabha seats and 117 115 to 120 mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. then mr modi pushed that, that vote to 49.8% so although bjp only won 127 seats they got 2 million more votes than the congress party you know, that's 10%. So, this 49.8 is in 2002, I believe? 2002. 2002. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. saying ki, ki that, so that is how huge a win it was for the BJP that it almost got 50% of the vote. Right? And then, then he still maintained that at 49.1, in the, which went down to 47. And then in 2017, it goes back up to that 49%. So, it is unbelievable that from 2002 to this point, the minimum vote share of BJP has been 47%. The maximum has been 49.8 or 50%. So for them to come down is going to be difficult because it exists. They, unless and until there is a strong challenge from a you know face, I don't see BJP losing. I mean, App also doesn't have a CA face. So I think what might happen is that, let's say if BJP was going to lose, maybe they lose the 49, they go down to, let's say, the 45. So maybe they'll get like 4% from there. Up mm. and maybe up gains like maybe seven eight percent from uh, Congress and so maybe the two third share comes from Congress maybe the one uh, sorry I mean three fourth share comes from Congress or two third and then one third or one fourth might come from the BJP mm. but I I don't see like BJP going way below forty five I think forty is the as it's a default benchmark. I don't think they will even go anywhere near. Maybe 45 to 49 is uh, realistic. Congress might be, let's say, 35 to 30, maybe low mid 30s to low 30s. And then there is one. 10 to 15 percent. There is one one interesting thing. Uh, 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 AIMIM won a few wards in Ahmedabad you know, uh, in 2021 in the local elections. And now they've declared, I think, at least two candidates for now, maybe five, I think, overall. And they, <clears throat> the first two were, one was from Bapunagar and the other was from uh, Limbayat, which is in Surat. So we got to see, you know, who they get their votes from also and uh, how uh, how this will, this will, this will... Uh, I mean, going to benefit BJP because like all the anti-BJP votes are now going to get split up massively i don't know i i really don't know i don't know so it's going to be very interesting uh, limbayat has a uh, sangeeta patil is the uh, mla from uh, uh, from from there so we'll have to see uh, what what's going on but moving on from gujarat but right now before we move on i think we are one, one last on. question so do you think yeah. like the lack of an uh, cm phase for AAP is going to hurt them or, or just projecting kejriwal might not like resonate with the gujarat voters uh, I don't think, uh, I mean, see, without a face, Gujarat will want a face. But I don't know if Bhupendra Patel is that dynamic face who can take on the Amadmi party, right? Vijay Bhai, with all his flaws, was at least that thing. And I'm, this is nothing against Bhupendra Bhai, but he's just a very laid-back, calm sort of thing. So I don't think face will be made an issue because then the questions will come towards the BJP. Hey, you know, is Bhupendra Patel the face going to be? And BJP doesn't want... It. So unless and until they put a jack, you know, rabbit out of the hat and we see, you know, some people coming back or something, who knows what might happen. So interesting times I had in Gujarat. But right now, I think we can comfortably say BJP is significantly in front and only an absolute electoral 
uh, unpredictable miracle will prevent them from coming uh, back to power for uh, another time. I, I mean, I think they're going to come prompt back to power. The whole debate yeah, yeah. is who will be the opposition, right? Will it be Congress or will it be Amadmi Party? Right now, even that seems to be up in arms. So, yeah. um, so moving from uh, Gujarat to America, or so, or as my Gujaratis will say, moving from resident Gujaratis to non-resident <laughs> Gujaratis. <laughs> we we sure. take off our Gujarati hat and we put on an NRI yes. hat, right? Yeah, I I do have a Houston shirt on, so yeah. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, so here is the interesting part, right? I, I'm I'm leaning five at five thirty. I don't think he's he's learned his lesson and not making forecasts oh, right now. He's uh, he just. Jokes uh, well glorified aggregator that's it and yeah, he absolutely. aggregates garbage also in there so the output is going to be garbage if you input garbage, <laughs> garbage. <clears throat> so having having mohal having given his usual disclaimer we'll go to this this is very interesting so i don't think it's a dead heat for the senate at no, all no, uh, no. and and here is why we 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 view this with a thing this was exactly a month ago okay exactly a month ago or maybe one and a half month ago where he was giving Republican a chance of 29% in winning the Senate and Democrats 71% chance. Okay, mm-hmm. And not in any world was it that far apart. But I think maybe he doesn't want to piss off, you know, his friends in the media. I, I have no idea. But look at how far it's jumped, right? It's gone 55-45. And for the people who may not aware, so Senate in Repub- in US is the upper house where it's elected uh, every, uh, you know, uh, Every six One years, members two years, and the house is elected every two years. So I think we can see for sure over here that the house, which is the Lok Sabha in America, you know, that is essentially uh, uh, going to be taken up by Republicans. Yeah, now the only no point is whether it's going to be a landslide or not. Right now, it looks like it's going to be like a two twenty-five to two hundred and ten split. Mm, no, I disagree a little bit higher. Please, please, please tell me what do you think. It, I mean, that's what so, I'm, I'm. 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 I'm focusing on what Nate is saying. Yeah, 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 but I think yeah, yeah. It, it will be like if you ask me, I'll be like I, I'm. I'm leaning towards the two thirty to ten split. But I, I don't. I don't know. No, no. So I think uh, if you look at the RCP, if you look at Crystal Ball or five thirty eight, they're all like I think in the two thirty range. I think it can go as high as even two forty, or I mean, if it's an absolute blowout, two forty five. I think a 20 to 30 seat uh, gain for Republicans is like almost given at this point. I mean, 218 is a halfway mark. Republicans are at 212. So I easily mm-hmm. see like a 20 plus. Uh, the only question is how high they go. Maybe they go 30, 35 ish. So yeah. uh, easily they go higher. Even in the Senate, I think it was like a today we are 50 50, right? Now mm-hmm. the question is like, I think uh, I think there are like five or five odd seats which are in doubt. Uh, yeah. You have basically Georgia, where I mean Herschel Walker, like I mean, is not a great candidate for the Republicans. I mean, he's been he's had terrible headlines with, I mean, having a pro or uh, sorry an anti-abortion stance and like paying women to have abortion and like he's not been a dynamic candidate. But I think Georgia because of the governor like Kemp, who is going to win like very easily against uh, Stacey Abrams, I think is going to maybe drag him over the line. Worst case, maybe they go to a runoff just like last time. Absolutely. Uh, the other one is Arizona. So Arizona, like uh, Blake Masters, like was uh, is. I mean, if you see like the polling, he's slightly behind. I mean, uh, but I I, I, think- I, I, don't, I don't buy that uh, difference because that's within the margin of error. And another thing is Democrats vote early and Republicans vote on election day. So no, no. But the the polling, the polling, 
No, 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 no. I agree. But I'm saying the polling also assumes the democratic turnout on election day and assumes a certain Republican turnout. No, no. They just poll likely voters. But I think what happened today is very important. So today, the libertarian candidate, he dropped out and he endorsed masters. So that that 2%, like uh, if he's going to, it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, it might just push him over the line with... Uh, yeah. uh, now, the and, other and one is... Nevada. Yeah, yeah no, Nevada. No, no, so that's... Yeah, go on. No, that is the crazy one because Nevada is not a Republican stronghold. Yeah, uh, but but I think I was writing this. So Nevada is one which is slightly trended towards the Democrat side. I'm sorry, the Republican side on the Democrat. It was once a strong. I think the influx of a lot of Latinos and stuff has changed stuff. I think mm-hmm. this might be the year Nevada. So I think I have two stuff like which many people might be sleeping on. Oregon governor is going to go Republican and Nevada senator is going to go Republican. So I, those I are the, like I mean I mean don't sleep on those two races I think so Nevada I think finally after like so many fields I think they get within couple of percent but the Republicans never go uh, get over the hill so they I think Nevada goes Republican and Oregon not the Senate the governor's race goes Republican and then for uh, to round off the other state like Pennsylvania see that was a very interesting state so like Mehmet Oz. He didn't like campaign well. I mean, he was also considered an outsider. He was trying to like you know, uh, I think the term is called carpet bagging. If I don't, if I don't remember mm. clearly, it's like an outsider trying to become a resident just to win the election there. But he I think apparently what he moved into his mother-in-law's house or something. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. He, I think he lived in uh, Vermont or somewhere in the in the northeast. But what changed was the John. F- so his rival John Fetterman. I mean, he was well ahead in the polling. And what ended up happening was that he had a stroke, I mean, and then he was sidelined for a very long time. And if you look at the debate performances, he has done terrible. He cannot uh, properly form a whole sentence or an argument together. I mean, he should have, in all seriousness, he should have stepped aside. But I mean, he stayed in the race. And now, after the debate performance, I mean, I don't know if you looked at those videos, Adit, like he was doing so terrible. And I think he just, he just crashed the hopes of, I think... That that practically ended like the Democrats' hopes. Yeah, of yeah absolutely. Absolutely. The Senate. It, it, it was it was quite quite terrible. So and earlier in the, yeah, go ahead. No, no. So I before we get into specific races, I I want to talk about a couple of others, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, Georgia, as you said. Florida is a completely Republican. I mean, you told me long back that Florida is now a purple state officially. Red, red, red. Purpley, red, red. Red, okay. And Marco Review is leading by nine percentage points. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's and, and then then Ohio. Don't even Ohio look at governor. A, it will be higher if you look at governor of uh, DeSantis. Well, I mean, it will yes, be DeSantis. And we're coming to the governor forecast and stuff. Another shocker for the Democrats is Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. is a Democratic leaning state, but now they're winning for by five percent. Uh, I won't call it Democratic. It's it's like a purple state but but yeah the thing was that ron johnson was in serious trouble i mean there were rumors that he might even retire retire because he might not even win but i think he clawed back a lot of ground and then obviously the national environment is and, against the Democrats. and another interesting thing is uh, and another interesting thing to watch out is new hampshire okay now oh, yeah. maggie hassan maggie hassan is typically going to win but she's within three percent and new hampshire has very low margins where yeah, things free- happen and for people votes. who, yeah, and people for people who may forget, a certain president George W. Bush picked up New Hampshire, and that is how he won the election. Yeah, yes, yeah. we know it was Florida and stuff, but New Hampshire had four electoral votes. 
that was a guaranteed for al gore all he had to do was get his his president at that time who he did not campaign much with or his first lady who eventually became a senator from new york right either, either will but we we go into history and stuff but ultimately uh, but i think was... maggie hassan i mean i know like even today i think they are tied in the polling i just saw the polling today but i think because of the incumbency bias i think maybe she gets that 2% proverbial bump and maybe they might just save new hampshire but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it goes republican but no, i think if, I, if I, there is a red, if there is a red wave on um on tuesday a red wave to hone wala hai the thing is it's a no, red no, tsunami no, no. a red ripple Red Ripple. That's what I'm saying. So, uh-huh. if it's a red tsunami like it was in 2014, you know, where Republicans even just ballistic in the Senate, then you are going to see pickups like where people are not New Hampshire. Thing. New Hampshire. New Hampshire is, and and I want to sh- I want to share this thing with. It. So th- this is this is why New Hampshire is critical, right? Because New Hampshire also goes for governor. and i think it's john sununu sunu uh, sunu he's very john popular sunu. no sorry i'm sorry chris chris, chris sununu yeah chris sununu is very popular he's winning the governorial race by 18 points on a republican team yeah. so 18 actually before like uh, so when biden was elected i think uh, like when mitch mcconnell was uh, scouting for good candidates to run for the next senate elections to flip the senate i think they were all actively quoting uh, sunu but i think sunu realized that because of like i mean if he was not voting because he like new hampshire is kind of a swing state right so mm-hmm. if he cannot take a pro trump and he, he didn't want to be attacked by trump like day in and so he said like you know i don't want to deal with the headache i rather stay in the state and then people were sad that okay this means that republicans are losing a pickup but now the national environment has changed so much that mm-hmm. even like a, a non sunu candidate is on the precipice of possibly flipping new hampshire which might be a, like a, i mean imagine like oregon i mean uh, nevada and new hampshire that must be a red tsunami but i think i still i'm not to convince about new hampshire so, maybe she might just squeak it out by the smallest of margins so and then here arizona and pennsylvania flip so pennsylvania becomes a solid democrat where he's winning by 9% but arizona becomes like a reasonably solid republican for governor right yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Simil- similarly oh, lake is winning that i can tell you like carry uh, lake will win for sure but masters like he was the troublesome candidate i mean he was not polling well and stuff so but this is the big one oregon the liberal oh, yeah. citadel oregon can you tell us why this is happening i, I think like it's just like the national environment is too polarized and also like uh, i mean oregon also had lot of the protest in 2020 and then like the like the defund the police movement and rising crime and violence and i think many people like have voted democrat all their lives but like they are just like kind of fed up and they just like want to uh, get some uh, normalcy in their lives i think that might be one of the reasons no but i want to ask you something uh, mohan mm-hmm. right because ultimately it's because there is a split between tina kotek and betsy johnson who was there so is the left and far left now fighting right with the democrat party because the left is saying that we don't want the uber woke stuff that the far left is talking about and we saw plenty of that in oregon and washington right where that is happening so ultimately then a republican candidate is winning look at nevada again a republican is you know republican is pretty likely they're going to be the governor of nevada mm-hmm. look at wisconsin again the republicans is going to be so this is a red wave i mean if you yeah, look yeah. at the governor yeah. they are going to the republicans are going to at least pick up three or four more states at this at this i think uh, likely 
Yeah, I mean, so uh, even the Senate, I think, like, I think I, I can comfortably project like 53, 47 kind of thing. If it's New Hampshire also falls and it's like 54, 46. So I think it's all dependent on those. I mean, the funny thing is that Georgia and hmm. uh, I mean, maybe a month or two ago, I thought that like, maybe Georgia and uh, Pennsylvania because of Oz and uh, Herschel Walker, they were not two ca- good candidates and they might just sink the Republican chances. But now... The anti-incumbency is so strong that they might be carried over. And also remember in uh, uh, Georgia, like the governor is very powerful, not powerful, I mean, sorry, popular. So he Mm. might drag, same in like Kerry Lake in Arizona, she might drag masters over the line because like she's popular. Also remember in 2020, one of the reasons Trump lost was like he just angered a lot of the just John McCain Republicans, right? I mean, Mm. I think if he didn't, pick up a fight. I mean, I know Trump just loved to pick up a fight with anybody and everybody. I think if he didn't pick up a fight, maybe he might have even won Arizona for all you know. Hmm. <laughs> but I have to ask you this, uh, uh, Mohal, in conclusion, where does this live, Mr. leave Mr. Joe Biden? See, like midterms, I never draw conclusions from there. Obviously, like hmm. the, the economy and the inflation are the number one and number two issues on everybody's mm-hmm. mind i think you never know with i mean the crazy decade that 2020 has been you never know what will be in two years i mean obviously there are the age issues which always prop up with uh, joe biden but with any many other presidents i mean you look at trump mm-hmm. he did he didn't do that bad in 2020 obviously he lost the election obama mm-hmm. he got a shellacking in 2010 right they lost 63 seats which is like unheard of he came mm-hmm. back in 2012 like uh i mean george bush is a different because i mean uh there was 9-11 after that, but like Bush, mm. uh, sorry, not Bush, I mean uh, Clinton. So it's always uh, dangerous to predict what happens up in the future. But I think it's mostly the economy and the inflation, I think, will dictate how they do uh, in 2024. I think it's a long time. So let's see how the dust settles from this. I mean, I know like some people are all some op-eds saying like both Kamala and uh, Joe Biden not being effective team. They should like make way for somebody else. I mean, Joe Biden is almost like what, 79 right now, right? So he'll mm-hmm. be 81. And obviously if we have like uh, issues with his, uh, 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 like whether he's like... Um, no, not just that, you know, not just succession and issues with that. I think there is some significant issues with how his op- function, like, you know, his ability in terms of to you know counter the i i think i think he's he's not been too bad as people make him out to be but the economy has been you know it's his team that sometimes is letting him down too and a question is you know is he picking the right people for the job is he going after the right policies and ultimately is his party at conflict with each other you know the far left and the left so i i mean that those are serious questions right and ultimately that's what seems to be deciding the election this time yeah, I think, I mean, see, like if you are like a president with 41% approval rating, which is that, I mean, if you look at it, like the, like, um, I think George Bush was in the second 2006, he was at 38%. I think Trump also was at 41%. They all lost 20, 30 seats. So unless he regains the popularity, maybe like the high 40s, he'll be at the risk of losing to a Republican. Now that the, the major, the, the, the billion or a trillion dollar question is whether Trump runs in 2025. I mean, he's dropping is that he might. I mean, the, the thing is, if you look at the, and I even went back to our analysis, what I did on the mind podcast, like 2020. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the down races, the Republicans did well. But if you like the top place, like Trump, so I think people like didn't like Trump. So he said, we'll, we'll vote down ticket, we'll vote Republican, but top ticket, we don't want Trump. So the thing is, if, if Trump, runs it just energizes the democrat base like anything so if trump runs 
expect like a massive democrat turnout i am not saying like who will win that is a different question but if let's say a trump doesn't run for example or he doesn't get the nomination which is more like uh, i'm not saying we like trump might not win the nomination let's say if you have a non trump republican candidate you have the same economy and biden then i think biden is in serious trouble at that point. here is the thing boss when i talk to the people in america trump is not even a part of the conversation the only place where trump is in conversation is if the president says something cnn tries to do special counsel if trump runs in 2024 type of headlines and stuff so the media is trying but ultimately the republicans are have been reasonably successful in keeping trump away trump yeah so i think whether trump runs i think the biggest vote getter on democrat side is not any democrat it's trump because they they just like they don't like him so if trump doesn't ma- manage to stay on the sidelines and mm-hmm. like if there's some other candidate i think biden is in serious trouble because like the 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 glue that held the the, the various wings of the democrat party was hmm. trump anti trumpism hmm. you know so that's yeah, uh, yeah absolutely so fascinating times mohal uh, we'll be back you know after the election to uh, uh, analyze who won kon jeeta kon hara kon kaise jeeta aur kitna hara but uh, ultimately democracy will before... win right can i say that democracy are bapre तुमने बोला तो नहीं होगा अब तो हो गया तो मतलब मुझे पैसे दो मेरे बट यू नो जोक्स अपार्ट आई थिंक मोहल एनी रेकमेंडेशन दैट यू हैव फॉर आर लिसनर्स टुडे या सो सिंस वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट क्रिकेट आई हैव लाइक दिस फैंटास्टिक इंटरव्यू ऑफ हर्षा बोगले विद आई बिलीव लाइक द व्हाट वाज द पॉडकास्ट नेम द द ग्रेट क्रिकेटर द ग्रेट क्रिकेटर यस द टू ऑस्ट्रेलियन गाइस या इट वाज लाइक ऑसम केन हिगिंस एंड सैम पेरी ब्रिलियंट आउटस्टैंडिंग वन या Yeah, you do watch it. I think uh, Harsha is a fabulous storyteller. Harsha's timeline is the way he, uh, you know, uh, when T Twenty World Cup happens, Pakistani journalists are on their conspiracy theory spree. So the way Harsha beautifully answered a question is is a, is worth looking at. But I think uh, my recommendation this week would be um, similar. I mean, I would I would go towards cricket as well because you know amidst all these. severe things that we are discussing uh, uh cricket provides a good relief so watch the games watch the zimbabwe highlights over pakistan watch the ireland highlights over england watch the namibia highlights over sri lanka encourage the minority uh, um, you know teams the minor counties encourage the, the 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 teams associate nations so to speak and see what uh, you know they come but i'll tell you this uh, I'll, i'll i'll end with this last recommendation Harsha Bhogle did a another podcast I think um, which was a uh, I think it was a longer uh, longer podcast than this as well and or maybe about it was about the same uh, same time it is brilliant it was i think one one he did it with gorav kapoor two years ago on 22 yarns and then i think one he did it with uh, australians or something like that so do do watch do uh, do watch it and um, i think india needs more storytellers guys mohal don't mm-hmm. you think so yeah. i think yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we can't just do with one harsha so maybe yeah. maybe maybe we'll have those uh, soon but and then, one more recommendation yeah, please please if no. you guys haven't followed please follow the fake pakistani mr bean story 
<laughs> yes, I did a podcast with Kushal on that. It yeah, is unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable. He, this, the Pakistani sent a fake Mr. Bean to Zimbabwe. And this is one Zimbabwe guy who said, "Give his badla, we'll take essentially." He's and even the president uh, tweeted, right? The president yeah, yeah. So he, no, no, no. But the real thing is, he tweeted saying, "For sending the fake Mr. Bean, we are going to make sure we beat you." And no one took him seriously because no one thought Zimbabwe would beat Pakistan, but they did. And so he was taken seriously. And then people looked it up. And the president of Zimbabwe talked about it, and the president of Pakistan quote tweeted it. So the, I mean, days like these, I absolutely love Twitter. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the story, even before the game, I was like, "What is this story?" And then I was digging, I said, "Like," and I, I, I brushed it away. I mean, you know, they'll never going to beat. But like, when I when I think it became viral after they beat them, and uh, it's like a crazy story in today's social media age. How did they not recognize this is a this is not the real Mr. Rowan Atkinson? You know. Absolutely, I I don't know how they did, but but it was hilarious. But but you know, guys, we we went a little bit over time. We'll be back with more next week. But till then, it's goodbye from Aditan Mohal. Uh, thank you for joining in, and please write to us with recommendations as well. Till then, yeah. take take. Thanks, Adit.